Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Ronnie's Reflections, episode 19. First time that we've ever done that one, imagine that. This is my weekly reflective journal where I recount all the glorious things and the lowlights of things that happened in my life throughout the past week and just talk about them. I cover movies that I watched, video games, and some other stuff and things. This is also available in podcast form on all of those major podcast providers. To set the scene for you, it is currently 11.14 in the morning, daylight savings time. Got me good. I stayed up probably until like, I guess it was kind of 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, Not really doing much of anything, but I just wasn't all that tired last night. And uh, I woke up at 8 a.m. and I feel weird because it's daylight savings time and my body's adjusting to that. Pretty nice day outside in Kansas. I think we're going to get up to maybe 45 degrees today. Um, Sunday, March 13th, if I didn't already say that, and I'm excited to talk about the week that was. First up, we have a question of the week that we cover every week, and our question last week was, what are five things that most people like that I don't like? And once again, I was just blown away by you guys' feedback, not only because of the things that you said, but just the amount of people that are engaging with the question of the week and sharing those things with me. I love that you guys are doing that. It's it's so fun to get a notification on my phone and to see that not only did you guys listen to me ramble on for however long you made it through the show, but uh, you thought the question was cool enough to engage with and share your perspective as well. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that I appreciate you very much. So without further ado, let's talk about some things that you guys don't like that other people do like. First up, our buddy Carter Allen said, Ryan Reynolds. He says, okay, I don't dislike him. He's just a little played out. And I have to agree with him. I love Ryan Reynolds, but he's Ryan Reynolds in every movie. He has the same delivery, and his delivery is great, but he's he's Ryan Reynolds in, in all of the things. He, uh, I guess they released a new Netflix movie, which I'm interested to check out. I really hope that he's just a little bit different than his normal snarky, little like cynical delivery that he usually always has, which is great. He's, he's like the perfect Deadpool, but it's just a little played out, and I got to agree with Carter on that one. Dr. Green said, Captain America the Winter Soldier is something that he doesn't like that most people do. I always see this at the top of my rank. Excuse me, let me try that again. <laughs> I always see this at the top of any ranking list for the MCU, but for me, it's at the bottom. I think the twists quotations, are way too predictable, and I just find the movie boring. Once again, I can't agree with you more. It is one of the worst Marvel Cinematic Universe films. I am not a Captain America guy in general, and maybe that could make my list of a lot of things that people like that that I don't. I don't like Captain America. I just, I don't know, his, his backstory just isn't that interesting to me. His abilities are not that interesting to me, but everybody just sees him as like, one of the top Avengers, and I, I don't know. I just, I'm just not there with it. So all of the Captain America movies for me, other than Civil War, because Civil War had an excellent supporting cast, and it was the first time that we got to see Tom Holland as Spider-Man. That movie is a banger, but the rest of them are just snoozers. I would say that Winter Soldier is down there with me with uh, Thor two, and I haven't even made it through Thor two. I've tried a couple of different times, and I've fallen asleep every time. Next up, we got Emil Nightshade. He said, Elden Ring, or any kind of game that's similar to that. Once again, I agree completely. I really 
I love gaming. I think that it's it's the hobby that has stuck with me throughout my life when every other hobby, every other hobby has come and gone for me periods of time. But literally since the age of like four or five when I got the first original Nintendo, I've been a gamer. And I have tried to play uh, Demon's Souls, I think I tried to play. No, I tried to play Bloodborne. I did try to play the original Demon's Souls when it first came out. Um, yeah, those games are just really intimidating to me, and they just bring about the worst mechanics in gaming. And the most annoying things, the, hey, I've got to look up online where to go next, or it's just incredibly debilitatingly difficult gameplay. And I, honestly, to this day, is Elden Ring a Lord of the Rings game? I, I, whenever they announced it, announced it and they were talking about it in development, I swear, maybe my brain just connects anything with the word ring in the title to the Lord of the Rings. But apparently, I don't know, Is I, I guess it's not even connected to Lord of the Rings at all. It's just a, another one of the Soulsborne series of games. And it's still $50 at Walmart. It's, it's on sale, so that... That price point is tempting, and people people are just like all about it, and it's got a 10 on basically everywhere. Metacritic, one of the highest rated games on Metacritic. It was, re- it was really funny to listen to the uh, Cheap Ass Gamer podcast this week, <laughs> because they were, uh, the Cheapy D and Wombat were really making fun of people that defend games like Elden Ring, that, you know, it's like, it's the best thing ever, it's the best thing ever, and you have to like it, and you should... You should enjoy the struggle and like all, all of these arguments. It was really funny to hear them talk about the internet zeitgeist that, that is behind this game because it is pretty divisive. You know, you either really, really love the Soulsborne games or you just can't even touch them. And I think I'm kind of in that camp. I mean, I would love to try Elden Ring, but not for 50 bucks. Uh, you know, maybe if it comes to Game Pass someday, I'll certainly give it a download and try it out. Kelly Daniels, she said, Pokemon, the bandwagon I'll never jump on. Well, I have jumped on the bandwagon, and I'm going to continue to work on her to try and get her to try out Pokemon. It's just, I, I love, it's the exact opposite of what an Elden Ring is. Speak of the devil, she just text messaged me. <laughs> I'll mute my phone. Shame on you, Kelly. You must have known I was talking about you. Um, so, yeah. We're going to get her to try Pokemon. Uh, I recently gave her my old Switch, and um, she started playing Fortnite, which is pretty cool. I'm pretty stoked that that uh, she's she's gaming, and um, I think that I think that she would like Pokemon if she would give it a shot. Like, I think that it has a bad rap from our childhood because during the time that we were growing up, people that played Pokemon were considered you know, on the fringe of, of what was cool, I guess. But, you know, who am I to say what was cool? God, I was not, I was not cool at all. But I, I don't know if that's the reason that I never got, that's not the reason I never got into it. It was just, it was something that came out a little bit later, I think, in my childhood. So I was, I don't know, maybe in my teens by the time it got really big. So I kind of missed the window. But now, I love the Pokemon, and we're going to talk more about that a little bit later. Slippery Bricks, Andy said, popular TV shows like Breaking Bad, Squid Game, etc. Disclaimer, I don't dislike them, I just tend to have no interest to try watching them. For me, Breaking Bad is my number one favorite television show of all time, but I like a good 
story about a bad guy. And Breaking Bad is a story about a good guy that, as the title appropriately says, breaks bad. Um, it's a man. It's a fantastic show. It is. It is a lot of television to consume. So it's a slowish burn, kind of, but not really. They just get really deep into the show and all of the different characters. And just when you think things couldn't get any crazier or wilder or worse, they do somehow. They they one up themselves. I came to that show maybe four or five seasons into it, like after it had already aired. So I. I never binged something so fast as what I binged the first four or five seasons of Breaking Bad. It was just like constantly, day after day after day. I think it took me maybe a week to get through five seasons of that. And I remember that because it was uh, my first year teaching and we had 14 snow days pretty much in a row. And I was like, man, this teaching thing is cool. And then after that year, we had like maybe one each year. So kind of got kind of got spoiled that first year, but yeah. Give Breaking Bad a try. If you're into things about bad people doing bad things at all, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. Canadian, one of my northern brothers, he said, warm drinks. I don't like them that much as they make me more thirsty than I was before, which defeats the purpose of a drink. Well, I don't I don't know, man. Uh, coffee and tea, if I, if I didn't have those in my life, there's just something about a nice warm cup of coffee in the morning just just gets me going and lately I've been doing the loose leaf tea and that is that is quite delightful I love having a tea uh, in the in the evening time right before bed ah those warm beverages especially on uh, in the cold winter months that is Canada come on man get on them warm drinks <laughs> Richard Mincy last one he says I don't like monkeys wearing clothes or doing human things this one, this one very much tickled me. Uh, I, I had a literal LOL uh, whenever I read that comment. I loved it. And just for you, Richard, uh, I thought it would be fun to to show you something on the podcast that looks a little something like this. <laughs> Animals should definitely not wear clothing. Um, apparently, this is a book. So I guess that there are other people out there exactly like you, Richard, which, uh, you know, I'm just imagining you coming across a monkey doing human things and it just totally creeping you out. <laughs> uh, gosh, yes, LOL. So thank you guys for uh, commenting this week. Appreciate you very much. Let's keep it rolling. Hopefully I've got a good one for you this week as well. The question of the week this week is, you already know it because it's in the title of the video, if you were stranded on a desert island, what is the one thing and the one person you would choose to have with you and why? I thought about this one for quite a bit. Um, you know, different reasons and different people and things like that. And ultimately what I landed on is my person would be Kelly, my best friend. And my thing would be a an iPod with a solar charger. So I know that's not that's not one thing, but like we're grouping it together. An iPod with a solar charger and like a Bluetooth speaker so that we could listen to music because music is totally my happy place. It can change my mood instantly and it's typically always for the better. Um, I just love it. I, and I love all, all different genres of music, save I don't like country or bluegrass or Christian music, like none of that stuff is really my thing. 
But uh, most other things, you know, give me some metal, give me some, give me some Slipknot. Here lately, I've been listening to Motionless and White again. They released a new song, and uh, I like them. It's rage music, and on days whenever I am uh, like having a bad day or like really even a good day, I just I don't know. I like to headbang. I'm a 37 year old headbanger that also likes post emo, i.e. Hot Mulligan, punk pop rock, Blink 182. I used to love Dashboard Confessional, not so much into them anymore. Um, other bands, other bands that I love, love, love. I mean, those are the big ones. Junior High, it was like Corn, Slipknot, Heavy Metal. The Heavy Metal. So yeah, and I would take Kelly. You know, obviously, like the, the person that I think of first to bring is Beckett. But my issue there, and the reason that I ultimately decided not to bring him, is that I wouldn't want him to live his life on a desert island with me. That would not be that would not be a happy existence for him. And even with that, that's like another layer to the question as well because whoever it is that you choose to bring, you're basically sentencing them to die with you alone. And that means taking them away from all of their loved ones. Um yeah, so that's like it gets kind of deep whenever you think about that. But that's why I decided to not take Becca James Wood, because I want him to live to be 150 years old and to have all the all the the children that he wants to have in life and to meet the love of his life and to have all of those experiences. And he can't do that on a desert island with his goofy father. <laughs> so I won't sentence him to that. But I chose Kelly for a number of reasons. Like I said, she's my best friend. Uh, we have very similar tastes in music, in life, politically. I don't think we would argue that much. Like, we would argue some. We're, we're trapped on a desert island, and it's super hot outside. So that would definitely happen. Um, she's pretty easy on the eyes, so that wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, yeah, she's awesome. She's an amazing person, and I'm very, very thankful to have her in my life. Everybody needs a Kelly Daniels in their life because Kelly uh, is just a huge supporter of everything that her friends do. You know, if, you've, if you're having a bad day, if you need anything, she'll drop Anything and everything to come and help you out. So, Kelly, I appreciate you. Sorry, uh, you know, your kids your kids all have uh, parents <laughs> that can take care of them. You're going to have to, you're gonna have to uh, you know, be stuck on a desert island with, with this face forever, if that happens. So, I guess get ready for that. So, that's the question of the week. Those are my answers. I cannot wait to hear you guys' answers, what you're going to respond to this and say. So, please, please, please. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. All right. Stuff that I watched this week is our next segment. I watched two different things this week, I think. I try to go back and look at my Netflix and all the different streaming services that I have. And I could only come up with two things that I really tried to watch this week. I really wanted to finish the first thing on my list, which was 1883. I talked about that last week. I think at that time I'd only gotten through two episodes. There are ten episodes one season, I finished it, I'm giving it a five. I thought that it was incredible television. For a while there, I wasn't sure that it was going to earn a five. The way that it started out, I was like, this is a five. And then it got going a little bit, and I was like, eh. There's an aspect of it that I don't really like, that the narrator, kind of main character of the show, is an 18-year-old girl. And the way that she... I mean, she operates like an 18-year-old girl does. Uh, 
in in her pursuit of love interests. I'll throw that out there. I'm trying to do this with no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, and so she makes some rather rash and very sudden decisions that seemed really stupid to me. But then when I thought more about it, it's like she's an 18-year-old girl. I mean, it not that because she's a girl she's dumb for making those decisions. An 18-year-old boy would make equally or even worse decisions than what she made. But 18, you're going to do that. You're, you're led by... As my father used to say, uh, you're letting the little head think for the big head a little bit too much. We'll just <laughs> we'll just say that. Uh, but yeah, that that show is amazing. The thing that I will take from that show more than anything else, and I'm gonna try and do this again without spoilers. Sam Elliott. For some reason, I had a real hard time coming up with his last name. That's the name of the actor. Old man, gray mustache. If you saw him, you'd know him. He's, he's just fantastic. He's a national treasure. I will watch him do anything. I will listen to him say anything. He's just got the most rich, lovely timbre to his voice. But he, he got into a situation in the show, and in the first episode, so I don't think that's a spoiler, he loses his wife and his daughter to smallpox. Later on in the show, um, he contemplates killing himself, but ultimately he doesn't. And fast forward several episodes he starts to have a conversation with this 18-year-old girl that I mentioned earlier. And he explains to her why he didn't kill himself and why it's important to continue on in life after facing a big tragedy. And he said, you know, whenever two people love each other, they imprint on each other and you exchange pieces of your souls with that person. And a little piece of that person continues to live on within you for the rest of your days. So your eyes are essentially a window for them to be able to continue to experience this world through you. And I just thought that was such a beautiful, beautiful sentiment to kind of help you deal with tragedy, to deal with death. Um, and that's, that's why he continued on. And I think that that's, that's a big thing that I'll take away. And it's kind of ironic that that was the thing that uh, I took away from that show and that I watched it this week. Because I just found out this morning at 6 a.m. my grandma passed away. Uh, grandma Cleta Gibson, I love her name, Cleta, <laughs> passed away this morning at 6 a.m. Uh, peacefully. And she's going to be missed. She's, she leaves behind an incredible legacy. Um, her husband, Hoot, is what we called him. His name is Jim Gibson. He passed away, gosh, I don't know, five to ten years ago now at this point. Probably like ten. Yeah, at least ten. Um so she'd been living on her own for a while. She retired at age 67. She was a nurse basically her entire adult life. Worked her tail off. Uh, had two beautiful children, my mom and her sister, Becky. And then countless grandchildren and so many great-grandchildren. We got to visit her uh, over the summer. Uh, took Beckett to see her. Um, so I'm really thankful to have had that opportunity to talk with her. Um you know, life life is tough when you get to the end of it. You know, you, you talk about quality of life, and it's sad that she's gone for sure, but um, she lived a good, long, fruitful life, 83 years. You know, if I, if I get to 83, I think that I will, uh, I will feel pretty darn fortunate to have made it that long because there's all kinds of people that don't get even close to that age. And, you know, that's another thing that kind of goes – right into 1883, the TV show, and why 
I thought it was so interesting and such good entertainment because life is fragile. It is now. Uh, but there are so many ways that people died in that show that are just totally preventable now because of advances in uh, modern medicine. Excellent, excellent show. If you're into Westerns at all, highly recommend it. It's streaming exclusively on Paramount+, Plus. unfortunately. I think you can get a seven-day free trial and or, and or it's only $5 a month. Um, there's another show that's on Paramount Plus as well that's from the same writer and producer of 1883 in Yellowstone, King Kings of Uniontown, or I, I can't remember what it's called, but Jeremy Renner is the lead in it, and he plays like a gangster. So that that is going on the watch list. I can't wait to watch that. That's going to be awesome. So yeah, kind of a kind of sad news to share, but you know, ultimately again, uh, it's hard to be sad whenever you got so many good quality years with with such a good person. So thankful to have known Cleta and her legacy will definitely live on. Love you, Grandma. The other thing that I watched this week was, well, I started to watch it, um, The Fallout. It's a movie, The Fallout. I don't know where it's streaming or, or whatever. I downloaded it and was watching it on Plex. It was recommended to me by Carter, and he knows that I like uh, like kind of sad, dark, depressing stuff. So he recommended that to me. What I didn't know about The Fallout, because I really didn't look into it much at all, is that uh, it's about some kids that survive a school shooting. So about five minutes into the movie, um, these kids are in the bathroom and they can hear gunshots and gunshots and gunshots. And obviously they're scared out of their mind. They wind up surviving it. And so then it's just a question of, um, you know, how are they going to deal with, with that trauma after that? I had to stop the movie after, after the, the school shooting part it just hit a little bit too close to home. I, I've never been, you know, in a situation like that, but I've prepared a building for a situation like that. You know, as an elementary principal, we were mandated to have a, uh, a school shooting drill, I think once a quarter. We had to have one once a quarter, um, and that was always just terrifying because we, we tried to simulate it as best we could. You know, uh, in some cases, we had people come in with uh, yellow vests and they didn't have weapons or anything, but you know, we said, hey, there's active shooters in the building, they're wearing yellow vests, they're at so-and-so location, and then the teachers and the kids had to react based upon the information that, um, that they were provided at that time. And it sucked because we always you know, simulated that and knew that based upon the reactions and the things that, the choices that the teachers and the kids made, there were a number of, of casualties, and I, I couldn't imagine living through a situation like that, and it's truly sad that, that we have to have drills like that in our school systems, uh, but yeah, need better gun control, just throw that out there. <laughs> so I, I, I quickly abandoned ship on the fallout, couldn't do it. I'm sure that there's probably a really good redemption arc in there, and Carter, I do appreciate the recommendation, I uh, just couldn't get through that one. <laughs> Next category we're going to talk about is games that I played this week. Pokemon Arceus. So Pokemon Arceus, it has kind of this false ending. So all throughout the game, you're supposed to basically stop these enraged Pokemon. They're like golden and they're humongous. They're boss battles. And to me, it was a lot like Legend of Zelda, um, A Link to the Past, where it's like, all right, you've got like these dungeons, these bosses, and once you beat all the bosses... 
you're done. Well, I did all of that. I beat all the bosses, and then it was like, oh yeah, and now you've also got to go to these lakes where these like there are like these three super bosses, and you've also got to build uh, beat them. So I was like, okay, we'll do that. Man, that game is fun. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. Uh, <laughs> I got 20 hours into it currently, so it took me about I think 18 or 19 to get to the soft ending of it. Um, yeah, I really really love it, and I need you guys' help because I want to buy another Pokemon game. And I really want to, um, I think, dig into like the mainline Pokemon games is what they call them. There's just so many Pokemon games for Switch. I don't know where where to start, where to go next. I love the open world concept. I don't know if any of the other ones are like that. I like just capturing them and collecting them. That's an awesome aspect of it. But in order to prepare for Scarlet and whatever the other version of is is a Pokemon that's coming out in 2022, I think I want to go and play the one that's like right before that. And I don't know if that's Sword and Shield, Diamond and Pearl, or, or what it is, or if you guys have other recommendations. I'm, I'm game. I just need to know which is the next one that I need to jump into because I'm going to jump into another one after this one is done. The other game that I played this week was Yoshi's Crafted World. I think we played probably two or three hours of this. Beckett wanted to watch me play that some more. I've got, I think, two more worlds of the five or six worlds to defeat, and then we will be through that game. It's a delightfully charming, lovely platformer game. I I need a, a yarn Yoshi in my life. I need that to just sit on my desk. And I think I have one. I think I've got a blue amiibo one. But I can't open it. I don't want to open it. But I do. I want to open it. Ugh. Tough. Tough being in my world. I didn't play it yet, but I bought Mario Tennis on Mario Day. It was down to 40 bucks, which I thought was a great price. And I had a $5 certificate at Best Buy. So I pulled the trigger on that. So I've got the Mario Tennis. I need to get the Mario Golf. Switch games. I am all about the Switch games, which is exciting and good because, you know, I just bought the Switch OLED. And I need to use that thing. <laughs> Time for the last category. It's other stuff and things. First thing I want to talk about is a little thrift adventure that I went on yesterday. Yesterday was Saturday, and it was a Saturday that I did not have my little man. He went to hang out with his mom. So I took the opportunity on a good weather day and $4 a gallon gas prices <laughs> to do a little tour of southeast Kansas and go to, I think I wound up going to four different thrift stores, two different Walmarts. I was on the hunt for two of the uh, Series 22 collectible minifigures that I didn't have. I am happy to say that I have found one of them. I was able to track down the little like Siberian Husky guy with the, the sword and the shield. So I've got him. Now the only one that I'm missing is the Alien Dude. And that collection will be complete. Uh, other than Walmart, I went to the four thrift stores, and the thing that I came away with that was the most exciting of all of the things is an old-school television. This television is a 20-inch television. It's about yay big, so you know you could carry it fairly easily, but it's, it's heavy. I forgot how heavy those TVs are, and I worked in electronics uh, at Walmart when I was in high school, and I had to lift like 32-inch 32 big box TVs. It was, it was crazy. I'm sure that I did some damage to my spine because of that job. But they had a $5 price tag on this TV. I plugged it in in the store, made sure that it turned on, and sure enough, it did. 
at the same store, I picked up several quality VHS, including a Goofy movie, uh, The Rock. What was some other ones that I bought? Oh, Catch Me If You Can, Grumpy Old Men, which the lady at the counter took from me. I gave it to her. She, Whenever I, I presented my items to her to check out, she's like, Oh, I didn't know we had Grumpy Old Men on VHS. I was really wanting to let so-and-so watch that. I was like, Okay. <laughs> You can you can keep it. It's fine. She's like, well, the next time you're in, I'll, I'll I'll get it back to you. I was like, okay, I guess I'm a video rental store for free. That's that's kind of weird, but sure, good deed. <laughs> Buy myself some good karma. I've got Grumpy Old Men on DVD and Blu-ray already. But what I want to do, and the the reason that I bought the brought this up, is to have a little retro station downstairs in the basement. So I hooked up the TV. I've got a VCR that Kelly gave me. I've got those VHS movies, and I've got a bunch of old game systems that Kelly also gave me. So I hooked up the PlayStation to it. I turned it on. The little intro for PlayStation queued up on that crackly, awful quality television screen, and waves and waves of nostalgia passed over me. And that made me very happy. And then I played uh, a goofy movie. I put that VHS in there. It had all of the previews before the movie. Coming soon on Disney VHS Home Movie. The voiceovers and the music, oh, oh, it's so good. Goofy Movie is one of the all-time favorites of mine, and I want to, like, that's kind of part of the thrill for me, for going thrifting, is the thrill of the hunt, and obviously, the biggest thrill is whenever I find something that's super valuable that I can sell. You know, last weekend, I bought a $5 Puma Ferrari jacket, and I sold it this week for $85. Stuff like that is very exciting to me. But also, I like to find personal items that are super cool. So now my objective is to peruse the VHS, to find those movies that are infinitely rewatchable, and to have them available in my little retro station down in the basement. So while I was taking my pictures last night for my eBay listings for today, I had a Goofy movie on in the background. And that was just, that was just perfect. A lot of times I listen to music, podcasts, but it was so cool to have, it's, it's hard to explain, like it's almost a comfort thing to have the, glow, the soft glow of an old school TV and a VHS movie playing. It just, it just brings my mind straight back to uh, the younger years of my life. And that was a lot of fun. So that'll be a thing, the retro station in the basement. I'm excited to find those infinitely rewatchable movies. The other thing that happened this week, Whatnot. Holy cow. If you haven't heard of Whatnot, it is essentially a combination of Twitch and eBay. So it's auctions live streamed, and they've got all kinds of different categories. There's Funko Pops, there's clothing, there's toys, games, video games, all kinds of collectible stuff, and you can essentially watch people auction stuff off, and all of the auctions last 30 seconds to 45 seconds to a minute maximum, and then it's on to the next item. So our buddy Dave, also known as Scott's Toys on Instagram, Bricklink, and YouTube, he started doing the whatnot thing, uh, I think two weeks ago maybe was his first one. He's done two of the auctions now at this point. I missed the first one, but I was really excited to be able to attend the second one, and oh boy, oh boy. So I heard about Whatnot probably a month or two ago from Harry Tornado on YouTube. He was doing a live auction on this new thing called Whatnot, 
and I was watching him do it, and I was like, that looks like a ton of fun, and it's a really easy way to turn around inventory really, really quickly. You know, you don't have to worry about taking pictures of the item, listing the item. You just put it in front of a camera. People can bid on it. You can decide what you want your starting price to be, so you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, not getting what you want out of an item, and then it's on to the next item. And it seems like such a fun, engaging way to sell stuff. And I thought I thought that it certainly was, so much so that I went ahead and applied to be a seller on Whatnot during Scott's auction. Hopefully I will hear back good news uh, within the week. Um, they asked you things like, do you have an employee identification number? I.e., do you, like, are you a, uh, an established, recognized business? And if you have that, then that is usually a good sign that they're going to approve your application. I do have that. And then they asked about social media following. I've got two you know, dopey little YouTube channels, so I linked those in there. Uh, but I'm excited, and I think that it's, it's going to open up a new potential way to sell stuff, which, hey, I enjoy that very much. I don't know if you guys know that about me. I like to sell stuff. And I got <laughs> – I did win an auction – uh, during Scott's last last auction, he had a sealed brickhead of uh, Wu Sensei Wu from Ninjago, and those were going for about thirty bucks on eBay. I was able to look up comps pretty quick to kind of see, you know, about what I could get a good deal on this for, and um, the bid got up to I think twenty dollars, and I noticed that our buddy Greg, aka Brickitect, bid twenty dollars. I wasn't going to bid, but then whenever he bid, there was just something inside of me that said, bid, Ronnie, do it, beat Brickitect. <laughs> I don't know why, I just I thought that that would be really funny, um, but also maybe to you know get in a bidding war and, and help out our buddy uh, Dave. So I bid $22, and I wound up winning the bid, because if you bid and there's less than 10 seconds to go, it takes the timer back up to 10 seconds. So you get kind of a real quick turnaround time for you to decide whether or not you're going to bid on it or not. So I won that for $22 plus shipping. Uh, I was really excited about that, and I'm excited about being able to sell on Whatnot. I wasn't able to go to sleep for hours after Dave got done with his Whatnot auction because I was just really like the adrenaline was pumping uh, from being a participant in the auction and also thinking about you know potentially selling stuff on there and making some cash money. Seems It seems super fun, super fun, and he had a great group of people. There was one mom, I swear to God, she was trying to spend her entire uh, refund check from the government because, I mean, every auction it was like, all right, CJ wins again, CJ wins again. <laughs> and then it was fun uh, to get into the Brickitech Discord after that and talk to Dave and, and talk with Greg about uh, about everything that transpired. It was really fun. So hopefully I'll be doing a whatnot auction next week. If I get approved, uh, I'm already setting inventory aside to kind of use for that. My plan is to do Lego. Uh, I think I'd really like to do some clothing because I've got some some stale clothing in eBay. It'd be a nice nice way to try and move some of that stuff as well. But uh, we'll see. I'm excited about it. Last thing to talk about, my favorite topic every week, Becky James Williams. We had his last preschool parent-teacher conference this week at school. Crazy. So this is his second year of preschool. This is his fourth conference that we've had with the same teacher because you do two per school year. And my math says that that's the fourth one that we've done. So yeah, he's going to be a kindergarten student 
very, very soon. That means going to school all day, every day. It's just, it's just crazy how fast time has flown by. And uh, he had very nothing but good things to say from the teacher. Um, plays well with others. Plays well by himself. Great helper. If he's asked to do something, he does it. It's just uh, I'm I'm a lucky dude. Very very lucky dude uh, to have such an incredible son like Beckett James Williams. And uh, we didn't do you know tons of stuff this past week. I had to work. He's on spring break now. Really hoping next week I found out that there's this place called Paint It Red or something like that. It's in Joplin, which is about an hour drive for us. And the concept is it's it's a big, like, open room. And they give you, they, they put you in, like, a hood and white clothing, like a white jumpsuit to protect your clothing. And then they give you all these paints. And you can just go in this room and create art for, I think, an hour or two hours. Um, and you can buy like a canvas if you want to make an actual painting. But God, the kid is just, he is just so into art. The amount of stuff that he draws during his time here is just amazing. It's amazing the stuff, how into it he really is. So I want to tap into that. I think his mom is going to take him to a thing called Dino Days in Topeka this week. He's going to love that, uh, like animatronic dinosaurs and things like that. He's living a good life. He is living a good life, and I'm thankful that I am able to be a part of it. And I'm thankful for you guys uh, for being willing to come into Ronnie's Reflections once again and be a part of uh, my week. You know, if I'm if I'm joining you on a drive or a workout, or you're just chilling, building some Lego, whatever it is, wherever you're at, appreciate you guys tuning in. And that's going to do it for episode 19 of Ronnie's Reflections. Don't forget to chime in on our question of the week this week. If you were stranded on a desert island, what is the one thing and the one person you would choose to have with you and why? So without further ado, thank you all for listening once again, and I will see you next time. Have a fantastic week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Now enjoy the show.